Hi everyone. Um, so I am here. This is Elisa Keaton. I'm actually recording this while I'm sitting on a balcony overlooking the Pacific Ocean in California right now as our family is on a little winter vacation uh, getaway. We're all together here and I wanted to take a minute to be with you as we're approaching the new year. And I, the last podcast we did, I talked about you know, just getting ready as we're all feeling the energy and excitement of setting goals. And we talked about what that looks like to get clarity and vision for your life, for what it is you're called to. That if you compare your goal or if you get your vision or goal from looking at someone to your left or to your right or something someone else is doing or, or even getting that it will it won't last because it isn't yours ownership is so empowering when you know it's for you then to abandon it or give up on it doesn't mean you still can't do it but it'll 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 stay with you it's a personal it, it kind of feels like it's, it's just more personal that you you can't really bury it. It will come back because God is moving us towards good, better, and best all the time. It's who He is. He is a God of love. And He confronts all the lies that threaten the ability for us to grow and to change into the goodness and the immeasurably more that He has for us. So if you go back and listen to the last podcast, it will help set the foundation for getting vision. Because as we said, without the vision, or as the Bible tells us in the Proverbs, that without vision, people perish. So hopefully you did some of those exercises and you got going on some vision. But now, today, I wanted to move a little bit more towards what else is it? <laughs> What's it mean? Okay, so I have a vision. Now what? Right? Now what? Well, I am going to take you into the Bible a little bit, into 2 Kings uh, 7. And there's a story there that I was reading it the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so epic in a New Year's kind of way. When we come to this new year, the mark, it feels like something, something new can happen. It's a collective um, energy for change. And whether you're listening to this on December 31st or you're listening to this on you know March 15th wherever it is that whole reset the whole new thing that is so God's mercy and grace for us that's why we know every day his mercies are fresh his grace is new he's filled with grace and truth for us every day he doesn't deplete he doesn't run out he's always saying come come eat of me, be with me, drink of me, take as much of me into your life personally as possible, and I will do a new thing. It's the exchange. He takes our old and gives us new. So in light of this New Year's place we're going, as I was reading in 2 Kings 7, I just thought this feels so exactly like we are in a time right now as we're moving towards change. So let me read to you from 2 Kings uh, starts in verse 3, chapter 7. It says, Now there were four men who were lepers at the entrance to the gate, and they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? 
If we say, let us enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. If we sit here, we die also. So now come, let us go over to the camp of the Syrians. If they spare our lives, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. So they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. But when they came to the edge of the camp of the Syrians, behold, there was no one there. For the Lord had made the army of the Syrians hear the sound of chariots and horses, the sound of a great army, so that they said to one another, Behold, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Egypt to come against us. So they fled away in the twilight and abandoned their tents, their horses, their donkeys, leaving the camp as it was, and fled and fled for their lives. So I just having this picture of these four lepers. <laughs> Four lepers. We know leprosy is a, it's a, a, a image, it's a symbol of, of disease, and it's not just hidden disease, it's disease that's seen. Disease that is seen on the skin, wearing it. It's such a time that we live in now where a lot of our, our dis-ease is inside of us. We feel it. And yet, we also know it's a time where chronic illness, disease is rising, autoimmune disorders, things that are, are hurting us, but we don't know why. We don't have answers to it. Um, and the skin is the eventual evidence of something inside of us uh, not having rest. Inflammation, we have some type of sickness, irritation, um, a pathogen or something that causes illness and then it becomes seen. So leprosy of its day was so hideous because it was seen and then of course people thought well they've done something, they've sinned, they're dirty people, they've done something to bring leprosy onto them and so they were put outside of the camp. We know that Jesus comes to draw all the sick. He comes for the sick and not for the healthy. He draws us all in whether our disease is seen or unseen to restore us, to cleanse us from the inside out and calls us his own. He gives us a home. And the leopards are, sit the leopards are sitting outside a camp. There's four of them. And they have a moment of clarity. That's why I started out the last podcast coming to you with this. Drop the pin and get clear. What is the vision? And then I helped you kind of distill, well, how do I find my vision? And I said, where does it hurt? Where's it hurt? And what, what could we do to, 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 to make change happen here? These lepers came to themselves had a moment of clarity. Wait a minute here. We're going to die out here. We could go into this camp, the Syrian camp, because they're sitting at the gate, knowing they might kill us if we go in. But at least if we go in, we have a chance. And it's interesting that the lepers didn't even say, let's go in there because there's food in there. They actually said there's a famine in there too, but at least we won't die alone. At least we, we, we have a chance. We're going to die either way. I find it interesting that God gets our attention most when our back is against the wall. Amen. I'm always telling God, please, I don't want it to get to that point, God. If you're speaking to me, speak to me. Bef let me hear you before my back is against the wall. But even then, if for whatever reason, and sometimes I don't know until my back is against the wall, 
It wasn't that I purposely sinned or did something wrong against God. It's just God's ways and timings are high above mine. But even if my back is against the wall, God bring a moment of clarity. What am I to do? The thing that I want to move you to next, after you have clarity of whatever your goal is, just like these four lepers, they came to a point of saying, we're going to have to take a risk. And they didn't just take a risk for risk's sake. They actually had a reasonable risk. Their risk to go into this camp was pretty reasonable. Listen, we're going to die either way. So why not? Let's give it a chance. And I love that even in this story, God went already, God was already moving ahead of them because they were willing to take the risk. The risk was making the decision, we're going. And I love that God, like, I, I love that angels are not bored wherever there is risk. Because God already moved ahead. As we learn in verse 6, For the Lord had made the army of the Syrians hear the sound of chariots. They just heard the sound. This is the enemy. The enemy heard the sound of as if an army was coming against them. And the enemy, let's just make note, our enemy defies us to move towards health, defies us to move towards being better, not bitter, moving towards healing. He defies it. And at the sound, at a sound of the army of the enemy's enemy, God, being on the move, they fled. So by the time the lepers even showed up, there was no war to fight. Not only did they enter the camp, they plundered the camp. It says in verse 8, And when the lepers came to the edge of the camp, they went into a tent and ate and drank, and they carried off silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried off things from it and went and hid them. <laughs> All of this from a moment of clarity that required them to take a reasonable risk. You hear it a lot that the kingdom is a lot about taking risks. We have to take risks. It's faith by faith. Faith alone is risky. But here's the thing, friends. Faith is reasonable. When we get to a place where I got to make a move, I cannot keep doing the same old thing. I cannot keep sitting here at this gate. I'm going to die here anyways. Make a move. And God moves before us. Reasonable risk. It's interesting though that it's easier for us to risk when we have nothing to lose. That's why it's the holiest ground you can be on when you've lost it all. When you have nothing, you go. You're just like, what else do I have to lose? And, and honestly, now I come to you in full confession that for me early on, I didn't have anything. I lost so much to follow Christ. I lost, I mean, I just never saw this all coming. <laughs> That's why I always tell people, you're not being invited to a party. It's a war where we've already won the war. So there is a party, but it's a war. But you're fighting one anyway. So fight the right fight. Fight the fight of faith. Because inside faith, you come to clarity, which will require reasonable risk continually over and over. But now I find what we often see is as we begin to be blessed by the Lord or reward comes our way, then again, there's another level of feeling like you'll lose something. 
because you're gaining because the reward or the favor is coming and then we are like these lepers who are finding plunder and hiding it and hiding it and then guess what so we see them that they're they found all this plunder and they're hiding it and they're hiding it and then in verse 9 then they said to one another we're not doing right this day is a day of good news so they sell we're gonna go but let's go tell the king of Israel because these were Israelites lepers sitting at the Syrian gate they had been outcasted from their own home nowhere to go well we might as well go into this enemy camp we're gonna die here or we're gonna die there let's just let's just take a risk and go but they come to themselves again and I love that inside kingdom risk-taking it's not just for you it's for others to benefit <laughs> so these lepers benefited from God already moving ahead of them because they took a reasonable risk they reasoned, we got nothing to lose, let's go. But then they realized, look at us grabbing and plundering. This is not right. This is a day of good news. God has moved ahead of us. Let's go tell the king of Israel. And so certainly they go back, they tell the king. The king kind of doesn't believe them a little bit. The story goes on, but eventually all the plunder comes toward the Israelites. They shared in their wealth. They shared they were getting healthier by the minute. Do you understand? They got healthy just in making the choice. Let's go. Let's go into this camp. They were already moving towards health. I love how we move 10%. God goes, I'll double down. <laughs> Make a 20% move. God goes, I'll double down 40%. We give little. He makes much. Every time. It's a double down scenario when we take reasonable risk risk really interested in seeking the kingdom that's my acronym for risk anyone who wants to risk a risk person is really interested in seeking the kingdom <laughs> and again i go back to say if you feel like you have a lot to lose it's great when you have nothing to lose take a risk right we all know that the just that's the easiest place to take a risk but when you feel like you have a lot to lose please I beg you remember this this year nothing belongs to you anyways it's a plane flying over <laughs> all right there you go friends so we've talked about clarity you've come to clarity you've got a vision you know where it hurts and now the next place is to come to yourself and go it's gonna be a risk but it's reasonable at this point, what do I have to lose? And if you think you have something to lose, remember, nothing is yours to begin with. Travel light, share in the plunder. We have to confess that the more we, 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 we seek and find God and favor and blessing come, this old wound in us or this old place of like, oh, Okay, I have, to, I have to set up camp here. I have to hold on. We'll show up and our hands get sticky and grippy and we hold and white knuckle instead of, no, 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 none of this belongs to me anyways. And the risk that we're invited into, probably a double down scenario where we're going to risk more because we're really interested in seeing the kingdom. That's what risky people do. <laughs> So I would ask you this question to build upon as you're moving into your goals 
for this year or your vision, your vision that you have and the goals that you set around moving towards that vision, I would ask you, what is the reasonable risk? What is the risk that you're going to have to take in order to see this come to fruition? I had you, I had you last time uh, make note of, of cost, but more or less now we're talking about risk. What are you risking? Are you risking looking like a fool again? Are you risking feeling like a failure? But remember, remember, you have to move in towards the camp. They got up. I've, I think we feel more disappointed in ourselves because we knew what to do and we didn't do it. We didn't do it. In a few weeks here, I'm going to be hosting a live uh, meetup. Uh, if you're participating in the Little Way Challenge, which you've got a f few more days to join, I encourage you to get on it. We're going to be moving towards this change, small, steady steps towards sustainable change for this year and the years to come. Uh, get into the Little Way. Any donation amount gets you in. But inside the Little Way, all of you, whether or not you do the Little Way, you're going to be invited to find a live meetup. A meetup is local community somewhere around you. There will be a link that I'll put in the show notes for you to go and tr and, and find your, um, your meetup host, to find anyone in your area that's hosting a live meetup. We're going to be doing a three-hour mind-body workshop around this concept of change. Why do we know what to do and don't do it? I'm going to go after some deep-rooted issues, some things in us that we, we know like the lepers. But remember, the lepers got up and went towards the camp, knowing, think about it, with every step they took towards the gate, with every move when they crossed that line, knowing we could die. But we're going to die anyways. <laughs> but we're going to die anyways. And so they kept going. I want to address the fact that we feel like failures is because we know what to do and do not do it. It's sin. It's a pattern of brokenness that we all have. But there is a way out. There is redemption. There is restoration. There is a way through to freedom that lasts. And in turn, you then turn to bless and set others free. So I want you to get into that meetup because there's going to be a teaching in there that is kind of building upon all this found or, uh, foundational work that we're doing here so that this new year, this year is the year that you have clarity, you keep your vision, you keep risk alive because you are really interested in seeing the kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it, use, and it requires our bodies. It requires our bodies, you guys. It's the perfect vessel to carry and contain the goodness of God on earth. All right, so find a meetup. Get into the little way. Keep working at your, your clarity, your vision. Keep it before you and think about the risks that are involved. The reasonable, but it's reasonable. It's reasonable. What are the risks? And here's another question I'd say. Why would God be asking me to do this? Why would God, what would the payoff be for this risk, for God and for me? Because God never asks us to do anything that isn't in line with our hope and our future. 
He is moving us towards that all the time. Nothing is wasted. Nothing that we have has happened to us has come to destroy us. It's actually here to continue to move and challenge us and be the tension that we need in order to develop and grow towards becoming who God sees, we, sees us to be as the final workmanship that he knows we are. All right, friends, I hope to see you in the little way. I hope to be connecting with you back in that private Facebook group uh, for the little way. I hope that we get to do some more real nitty gritty work of deconstructing why, <laughs> why we get stuck. I want to unstick you. I want to help you know that I will never stop talking about freedom that can be gained, that when you think you're free, there's even more freedom. You are a good idea. And it is my greatest honor, privilege, and joy to watch you get free so you can love God, get healthy, live healthy, be whole, and love others. Have a good day, friends. Peace.